Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And shit is getting real, everybody. Real? Uh, there are... We're about to watch some flamethrowers. We're about to watch uh, some just some Sailor Scouts laying dead in the middle of a weird seagoing church. And frankly... I don't know how Sailor Moon is ever going to deal with this problem in episode 111, The Holy Grail's Mystical Power, Moon's Double Transformation. (sighs) (laughs) So, to help us talk about this, uh, I would say pretty important episode. We have invited back a pretty important guest. It is uh, Sailor Business All-Star Shannon Maynard. Shannon, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. Hi, guys. You put a lot of pressure on me now. Yikes. I have to do good now. You you rise to the to the occasion every time we have you on, Shannon. You're one of our favorite guests, as oh, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no pressure. Uh, l- long-time <laughs> listeners may remember that Shannon has been a guest several times, uh, going back to... You were one of the, the early ones, right? Uh, I guess you were episode 40, which was longer than I thought, or episode 41. Yeah. And then in the 80s for R, I think. Yeah, so every every 40 episodes, <laughs> we have you back. Uh, but you've also done a lot of, like, uh, art for the show. You've drawn some really fun stuff. You drew Bomb Soup. Uh, you oh, drew yeah. the Hell Yes Maraud t-shirt, uh, yeah. which uh, the Hell Yes Maraud design celebrated its one-year anniversary uh, just a couple weeks ago. It did. I have a bad habit of checking Time Hop, even though it's not that exciting a lot. But every once in a while, it's like, hey, you drew this a year ago. I'm like, oh, that didn't feel like a year ago. Thanks. So we have talked about your history with Sailor Moon, I would say at length. And I think we're going to have to get into it a little more in next week's episode, because I I know you have feelings. Uh, I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. (laughs) But for right now, do you have any uh, Sailor Moon developments in your life since the last time you've been on? Uh, I guess I watched the newest musical that came out, the um, Amor Eternal. Uh, I bought more new Sailor Moon toys, which I'm sure is very shocking. Yeah, I got the new Proplica for, what was it? The whole, I got the Holy Grail and the Spiral Moon Heart Rod, and I got the Black Lady uh, figure arts and the Sailor Moon Crystal figure arts. Uh, how is the Crystal figure arts? Because it looks pretty cool, but like I feel like I don't... There's no scenario in which I need a second Sailor Moon figure arts of the same <laughs> costume. I might get Super Sailor Moon... But, because Super Sailor Moon, it turns out, rules super hard? Uh, Super Sailor Moon does rule super hard, and I definitely have that one. So when I was like, I shouldn't buy a second Sailor Moon, I immediately looked over and saw where I already had two Sailor Moons. I was like, alright, I guess it's not that ridiculous. And then I just bought it. Which Proplicas do you have? Do you have all of them? And if so, what are they? Um, I'm missing the moon, the kaleidoscope wand, but I have the stick, I have the cutie uh, moon heart wand, and the spiral moon heart. I think I'm adding more words. I've got seasons one, two, and three, and the holy grail. 
<laughs> no, when you open the Holy Grail, does a tiny Sailor Moon egg come out and then hatch into, into Super Sailor Moon? Spoiler warning, everyone. Unfortunately not. No, unfortunately not. It just oh. makes a bunch of noise. They all make a bunch of noise. Oh, I didn't realize they made noise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. And they all get longer and longer. Do they make noise like Jordan's uh, Luna puppet that he has? That is ter- <laughs> his, his quote-unquote talking Luna? Uh, which, <laughs> to be fair, is purple. So I see your confusion. We're not. We're not. We're just not. <laughs> not today, my friend. Not today. Well, I remember talking about these before because I saw them at a convention and I was like, oh, these are so awesome. And then I went... But, like, shouldn't they be real metal instead of just shiny plastic? I mean, you say that, but, like, look at them on the show. They sure, look sure. like shiny plastic. Sure. They look like drawings. That is, I, I have said it before, that is the genius of tokusatsu, uh, and to a lesser extent, Sailor Moon. The toy, the shit just looks like toys, so the toys look exactly like the shit. <laughs> oh, poor shit. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Shannon, welcome back to the show. We're glad to have you. I am very excited to hear what you in particular have to say about these episodes. And and refresh my memory. Um, you're going to be on for, for 111 uh, and 112, mm-hmm. uh, the ones that we're going to watch this week and next week. Did And it feels like you picked these episodes, right? Like, you, I think you got in early and, and laid claim to these. Yeah, I think I had a few others I wanted to do because I really wanted to talk about that sexy scarf monster, but... Appropriately, someone else grabbed that episode because it's great, so I get that. And I think this was my second choice. Okay. Uh, well, don't worry. This teaser for next week. We're going to have what might be the most ridiculous sexy monster we've had <laughs> in quite some time. Spoilers. Do we have any, before we move on, do we have any sailor business business? SBB? Um... <laughs> yeah, any SBB? I don't think so no yeah uh i i don't think we've gotten a lot of uh of new emails lately uh we we've we're gonna be doing a uh chibi sode coming up in the future on what we would like to see from a uh like a 2017 sailor moon reboot so if you have any thoughts on that please share them right in to uh sailor business podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at sailor business and because i want to hear i want to hear a lot of people's opinions on what they would change if anything like what they would focus on what kinds of small business would jedi have in this new continuity Interesting. He'd have to have, like, it would have to be, like, all startup shit, right? Because, like, literally every time I see, uh, there was a thing called Vessel, Vessel, which was V-E-S-S-Y-L, which was, like, a Wi-Fi-enabled coffee cup (laughs) that would, like, track how much you were drinking a day and, like, feed that information into an app. And I was like, this is some Jedi-level shit. Oh, God. The Uber of Pure Hearts. But somebody wants that. Don't you think people want that? Do you want that, Jordan? Well, I don't drink coffee. Yeah, well, you, you can see how much fucking Soylent you drink. I don't, actually, I don't, <laughs> haven't had Soylent in a long time. I drink too much good, Coke Zero, good. My wife good. drinks Soylent all the time. Ugh. Even while she's pregnant. Ugh. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, not the caffeine kind anymore. Mm, okay, moving on, moving on. <laughs> hey, do you want to do some Twitter questions? Yeah, let's let's do a couple Twitter questions right here at the top of the show. All right. Uh, just so everybody remembers, please tweet us your questions at Sailor Business, and we will talk about them on the show. Um, Chris says they can't be crossover questions, but here's a question <laughs> from Christian LeBlanc saying, I just watched Sadako versus Kayako last night, which is Ring versus Grudge. What would happen in a Ray versus Ring showdown? I don't know what any of that means. You never saw the Ring? 
You don't like I horror don't movies. I don't like scary movies. That is a very scary movie, I think. Then I probably wouldn't like it, Jordan. <laughs> Shannon, tell me I'm not alone. Have you seen this? Yeah, I have seen those. Okay. I don't know how that would go down. Because I guess Ray has psychic powers and can set things on fire. And what's her name? Samara? Uh, She's kind of more of like the long run kind of curse where you have to watch a videotape and then a week later you die. And fire is pretty instant. Well, sure, but she's also already dead. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she's got the yeah. the banishing uh, evil spirits uh, power too. She's yeah, also a true. quarter monster, so don't forget that. I wonder if she could just yes. I wonder if she could just throw her. What are they called? The little pieces of paper. Afuda. I wonder if she could just throw the afuda at like the videotape, and it would just hit the tape, and it would just be like, like like when the eggs when the diamond eggs crack crack open, it would just go like. Yeah, I was going to say, you could just hit the hit the tape with Moon Spiral Heart Attack, and then it would poop out a diamond egg, and a little spirit would fly away. <laughs> oh, yeah, we never realized the ring is just a, a, a diamond that's been a videotape cooked in the in the easy diamond bake oven. No, she'd be way sexier. Does she talk? Not really. So, Chris, here's the here's the concept of the ring. There's so a... You watch the tape and you die. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not, like, outside okay, of okay, all okay. pop culture, Jordan. Yes, I, yes. I, I... I just don't like scary movies. <laughs> right, right. And it's a super freaky video that is basically the same every time. And then it something makes you die. And then by the end of the first movie, you find out the girl comes out of the TV. Spo- oh, giant spoiler. The girl comes out of the TV. Wait, is that a spoiler? Because I knew that. Okay. Well, it is a spoiler, but it's a spoiler for the end of the first movie, which was so long ago. Kind of like we all know who did it in Psycho. I'm pretty sure that was in the trailer back in the day. Was it? I feel like it was. Well, that's yeah, that's too much of a spoiler. I don't like that. But at any rate, it's really awesome uh, and scary. And yeah, I mean, I think Ray could probably beat it. Okay, here's, my, here's a legitimate question. What happens if you, like, tape over that tape? Oh, like, no. Does, does, like, if, if, I, if I had that tape in the 90s, would, uh, would Samara be coming out of, like, like uh, Royal Rumble 1998 well, or, like, some episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine? Okay. It would actually be pretty awesome. I actually have an answer for this. I think okay. because I think this is an even bigger spoiler for the first movie, which is the way to beat. I mean, the way to defeat the ring, I think, is to just everybody to die because the what, what happens, the reason it ends up being like symbolic that it's called the ring, not symbolic, but more relevant, is that the only way to survive is to show the video to someone else. So like you pass your death on to them, basically. So you got to make it go viral. Yes. It's all about marketing. It's a it, horror movie about marketing. That is literally what it is exactly about. So Great. it sounds super awesome. Maybe so, it doesn't actually sound scary. So No, it is. It's it's very spooky. And if if you uh if uh so if everybody just watched it and then 7 days later they just died and then you could I think you could just tape over the video, right? Couldn't you? Oh, maybe it would come through. Eh, probably would. It's a ghost. I this is here's my pitch for the ring sequel. I will write it. Okay. Uh, it's Without literally coming. just like tapes that are in my mom's house right now that like Samara has to like travel through to get out and kill people. So it's like three episodes of Mystery Science Theater in like super low quality. <laughs> so it's like it's like Crow, Mike, Servo, and there's like a fourth silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, turns around and starts climbing over the chairs. That shit would be creepy as hell. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. So like some Royal Rumble '99 and uh, and uh, some episodes of Deep Space Nine. That's that's the Ring Five or whatever we're on now. Well, it depends on whether you're talking about in America or or Japan. I think in, in America we're at four, and in Japan I think it's something like it's so complicated because they had like different tracts of 
of sequels. <laughs> I think there's like six movies, but like only some of them only count other ones. Like, <laughs> does this have anything at all to do with Sailor Moon at this point? Can we yeah, can we move on? <laughs> we're talking about Ray beating it. All right, well done, well done, Ray. I mean, well, the real answer is Ray would beat uh, would beat Sadako, which is the Japanese name. Ray would beat her, but then at the end of the episode, you'd find out she didn't completely beat her, and she's going on to do more sequels. What else we got? What, what a great plot. What, a, <laughs> hey! what, a, what an amazing and satisfying ending to that question. I'm so glad we had we allowed a crossover question to get such a cool and satisfying ending. Sh- yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's my comeback, speaking of well-thought-out things. Uh, Alexander Evangeli asks... Speaking of Monster High, how would you guys write a high school series about teenage versions of the Sailor Moon villains? Uh, like, I mean, they they basically are, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, they well, act like children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the sisters are adult children, for sure. Yeah. No, the, the sisters are teens. <laughs> Except that they're teens, like, with no responsibilities or parents. Well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, they're evil. They're evil teens. Okay. <laughs> so... In the manga for S, the Witches Five actually go to Mugen Academy. So they're like the seniors oh, wow. at the school. They're like tricking people to come to that school so they can like zap all their energy and find like pure hearts. Wow. Is that not how it works in the in the anime? Because in the anime they're they're grad students and lab assistants, right? Yeah, they seem to work out of a dude's like basement. Well, then in the last couple episodes, this is actually gonna be relevant in this one. In the last couple episodes, we've seen that uh Mehmet refers to uh Udial as like an old woman and Mehmet certainly like reads younger like Mehmet reads as a oh, teenager yeah. oh yeah so I was wondering like is is Udial just supposed to be like a, a ripe old 17 <laughs> Maybe. yeah I think she was just supposed to be like an older student I mean because okay. we do see them spoiler for next episode we do see them in class in a class sort of and it and it is one of my favorite scenes in the next episode too. It is legitimately amazing. But we'll get there. I wouldn't necessarily call that a class. So, um, do you think? But do you think? Here's the here's my question though. Do you think the even though they they do fight so much, and then the the Black Moon Sisters they fight so much, would they still like be like, oh, but we're still a click against that other click? Like, would they still join forces to fight the 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 witches five and vice versa? Yeah, I think they'd be like the Heathers, where they, they're in a group, but they all kind of hate each other. Sure, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about a scenario where all the villains are <laughs> sure. in high school at the same time with each yep. other. So it's the Witches Five, the Spectre Sisters, Alan and Anne, like the, and the, the Four Kings of Heaven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And all the, all the sisters and the witches are swooning over the Kings of Heaven, half of which they don't have a shot with. I would absolutely read slash watch this. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds like it would be a fun show. Do you think that, I mean, I would go so far as to say, not Tom, not uh, definitely Tomoe, definitely Beryl, not Rubius because he's a kid. He's a punk ass kid in this high school. But I guess maybe Dime, Prince Diamond could all be okay. like teachers, right? Beryl's the principal. Beryl's the principal. Obviously. <laughs> Barrel's the principal. Or Galaxy is the like the science teacher. <laughs> I think Diamond is like the like the hot like the hot young teacher like the like twenty five year old like new English teacher. Okay. Wise man is the guidance counselor. Oh, God, <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> what about the tree? <laughs> oh God, and the, well, the tree the tree's the mascot. The tree's the mascot. It's it's shitty villain high, home of the fight in hell trees. <laughs> 
please, please, someone draw this. Shannon, you're on the show. I don't know why I'm talking like you're on the show. Please draw this shitty high school AU we are coming up with. Yeah, you don't have to call me out this time. You can just ask me. <laughs> I'm tempted. All right, oh. let's do one more question and then move on. All right, here we go. Um, Here's a question from our friend uh, D.F. Pendris. Uh, he says, flowers are never used properly in this show. Is the underlying message of... <laughs> that is a very astute and correct observation. Is the underlying message of Sailor Moon not to trust plants? How do you properly use a flower? To when you don't throw like it that. through a fucking cement wall. I guess... That's not what they're for. Beginning... Well, that sounds fake. Beginning of the Sailor Moon R movie... When they go to the botanical gardens or whatever they call it, at least that's right. They just look at flowers and go, yeah, nice. <laughs> and smooch behind them or not smooch behind them as the case was. In that. We've had we've had a lot of flower and plant based villains. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've had any, like more of any like single other single theme. Well, than, than like flowers and plants rock. Well, well, yeah, like, but those are like major villains. <laughs> so, I mean, really, we've only had like what eight of those? Nine? Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, ten, I guess. Do you count Queen Beryl? Well, yeah, you got it. Yes, you count Queen Beryl, of course. Okay, okay fine. Jeez, jeezy crazy. Don't call me jeezy crazy. All right, so that's so that's solid Eddie Izzard reference, my yep, dude. Thank you. <laughs> I got it. So with that, I think it's time to move on uh, into the episode. Okay. Today's episode is episode 111, uh, The Holy Grail's Mystical Power, Moon's Double Transformation. Uh, and you can watch it on Hulu. It is not available on DVD just yet, uh, DVD or Blu-ray, but you can, you can tune in to Hulu there. Uh, but... If you were looking for it in, say, 1998, yes, I bet it would have a somewhat different title from our friends at uh, Cloverway. It would. Now, Chris, I think you've got a chance at this one. You just got to remember all of our discussions about the dub, and I'll tell you what it says on the package is what you get. Okay. Is it called, like, The Ambassador of Good? You are, you're on the right track, but that's not the thing. Okay. Because, again, they don't find the Messiah, right? Well, no, I guess, well, that, we'll talk about that later, too. <laughs> sure, we'll talk about that later, but, but that's the thrust of the episode. What do they find? Well, they, they get the Holy Grail, but I can't remember right. what the Holy Grail was called in the American version. Oh, if you did, you would have it. Is it, is it, what is it, what is it called? It's like the, the cup, that's like the, the good cup. Is it called the good cup? <laughs> you are, you, if we, if we granted, uh, if we granted, uh, you know, synonyms, you would have just won. <laughs> okay. What, what is it? What is it? What is the episode called? The Purity Chalice. The Purity Chalice. God, that's a terrible name for that thing. That oh one God. million percent sounds like a, a, like that is the name of the sermon this week uh at the at the teen church yeah this is that's oh, the that's the promise ring that's the that's the yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing they all drink from when they pledge not to have sex with each other yeah of course so interesting thing about this episode we don't really get a um the no they changed the song 
yeah, it, things are so serious. We have two. It takes two dead sailor scouts to not have the friendly. Uh, here's what's coming up this afternoon, kids. Music. Pretty good. Uh, so as you might remember, uh, the last time we left, how does it? Do you remember how it goes? Do I remember how what goes? The the song. Which, which the the one that plays in this episode? Yeah, yeah. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. It's like just a slowed down version of the regular theme, right? No. No. It's the. It's that one. Okay, there you go. Very intense music. Uh, so as you might remember, the last time we left uh, Sailor Moon, Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus had had their pure hearts pulled out and transformed into two of the three talismans. The sword and the mirror. So we've got one left, which is uh, the the jewel or the orb. And my theory, right, like, was my theory that it was going to be like Sailor uh, Saturn's pure heart? Is that what I said last week? That is what you said, yes. Okay, so uh, I just want to point out I was close, but not that close. <laughs> I forgot about someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How dare you? L- look, I'm new to all this. What's funny is not only did you forget about someone, they actually reveal, yeah, we've shown you this talisman like this Yeah, time. which I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. But that's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, Neptune and Uranus are dead. Or are oh, they? Because as no. we rejoin the show, uh, the mirror and the sword are floating above their bodies, and Ray just gets down and goes, hey, it's okay, she's still got a heartbeat. And I'm like, okay, she can still be breathing, but she cannot <laughs> still have a heartbeat, because she does not currently have a heart. Good point. Good point. It is uh, very, um, I, I, I was very upset, because I was like, hang on, the title of last week's episode lied to us. Last week's episode was called The Death of, Mercu- of, of Uranus and Neptune. Fuck you, title. You lied. You can't be mad at a, at a misleading title and also be mad at the spoiler titles, Jordan. You have to pick your battles on this one. <laughs> no! Yes, of course I can! Because they're not allowed to switch back and forth from things that are 100% true and totally give away the show, and then things that are like, yeah, not really, but here's what we, <laughs> we just said that. Eh, ha, ha. So Haruka's still alive. Haruka's able to like open her eyes and talk and tell the other scouts what's up. Uh, and she talks about the Messiah. She calls her she calls her Bunhead. <laughs> Moonface, I guess. Does does a dead uh does a dead Amara wake up and go, What's up, Moonface? <laughs> no, she does not, thankfully. Is that what she called her in the dub? Yes. Moonface? Yes. Unfortunately. Why not just meatball head? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Why not just meatball head? I mean, I know why why it's not meatball head. Why? I'll tell you exactly why it's not Meatball Head. Why? Because that's what that's what Darian calls her. And the whole point of her calling her Bunhead is to make uh Haruka seem like a a like like oh she's using the romantic pet name. Uh, uh because she is is a, a romantic character who is, so- <laughs> you know, potentially interested in Usagi. So instead they had to give her a like weirdly more insulting oh, yeah. <laughs> like pet name. Well, because it's well, okay. So first of all, I like that idea because it means meatball head is too intimate. For yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, but which also, is weird. Which is weird. Like, here's the hilarious thing about that theory: uh, Ray has called her meatball head on several no, occasions. That's true. Moonface, I'm sure she doesn't mean it like Craterface, but that's what it makes me think. That which is a terrible thing that people call each other in high school level. Well, at best. At best, she is saying, 
your face is a perfect sphere that is very pale. <laughs> that is at best what we're getting out of Moonface. <sighs> hang on, hang on. Wasn't that a a Green Lantern? No, you're thinking of Pie Face. Pie Face. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, which is like <laughs> also bad and racist. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> uh so anywho, I'm getting confused because of Moon Pies. <laughs> Exactly. It wasn't, it was, well, we're not going to get into Green Lantern. That is beyond the scope of this program. Uh, Far so from us like, to oh, get yeah. distracted. Sorry, go ahead. What does Haruka say? We might end up talking about the ring for like 30 fucking minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so let's, let's weigh how much time we spent talking about the ring versus how much time we talked about wrestling, for example. Mm, I don't see, I don't see a problem. Wrestling is a recurring theme in Sailor Moon. <laughs> don't get yourself worked into a shoot brother Mokoto's into wrestling I think isn't she yeah and, yes. and th- so is so is TV and ghosts so the ring is perfectly uh, accurate did okay. you just say anyway. so is TV and ghosts as in yes. ghosts and TV are also into wrestling no they're also <laughs> themes is... in Sailor Moon uh-huh, uh-huh. So anyway, the Messiah. Uh, the yes. <laughs> talks about the Messiah, and once again, she kind of sees Usagi as the Messiah, which makes a lot of sense, and we'll get into it. Uh, but the kind of, I guess the, the sort of theory right now is that the, the, the way the show is leading us to believe is that Usagi is going to be the Messiah. She just needs to gather these three items and, and get the Holy Grail to get Messiah power. Otherwise, the silence is going to show up, usher the world into a world of redness. Well, because there's a good Messiah and there's a bad Messiah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not at this point? <laughs> Let's uh, sure. And whichever one gets it is going to decide the fate. Yeah. And then Haruka dies again. <laughs> She's just being really dramatic about it. And then Yusagi cries like very active tears. Yes. <laughs> Aggressive crying. But don't worry, she won't be dead yet. It's fine. So this is when Ray says uh, that her heart is still beating. And I'm like, bullshit, her heart is currently in the form of a sword floating above her body. But yeah. but yeah. You know, again, just say, just say she's breathing. Just say she's breathing. I don't think it's supposed to be like their literal hearts. I think it's more like a metaphorical heart. Yeah, it's their like okay. soul or spirit or whatever. Because okay. it is a crystal, not like a beating bloody heart floating above her. How much better would the show be, though? <laughs> if these monsters tore out bl- bloody beating hearts. I mean, you say that? <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about what the pure hearts are at length in this show and i agree like we've pretty much settled on the fact like oh it's just their souls or whatever yeah but like the fact that every person on this show reacts completely differently to having their soul slash heart ripped out is so bizarre like it like haruka like like michiru's dead i guess <laughs> haruka is like just like real tired <laughs> like she's like oh hey Go find the Messiah. All right, I'm going back to sleep. Like, Minako, like, did a 100-meter dash. The, that one girl just wanted to kiss everybody. It's very weird. I think it's <laughs> safe to say, Chris, Mishiru is equally alive. It's just that the scouts don't like her as much, and they don't check. <laughs> or she is, she just doesn't feel like putting up with it. She's like, I'm just going to take a nap. I'm too tired to do, deal with this. Entirely possible. Because, yeah, Ray is hunched over Haruka, but the rest of the girls are all just standing around. Any one of them could be checking Mishiru, and they just don't. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, Mercury's like, oh yeah, uh, I guess I am the best swimmer now. What's up? <laughs> they the, all of this is interrupted by a sudden gout of flame, and uh, we get a transformation sequence. Something blurry runs by uh, and uh, grabs the sword in the mirror, and we then see. Udiel. And Udiel has tucked the sword into her belt and then apparently run out of belt space and just been like, well, I'm just going to cram this mirror into my bra here. <laughs> like, it's, this is, this is where this is going. Honestly, the most realistic part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, I love, I love Udiel. Udiel is amazing. Can we talk actually about her belt for a second? Because I've actually never paid attention to her belt because she doesn't tuck the sword into her belt belt. I never really paid attention to the fact that she's wearing a belt around her midriff, touching no other cloth. Well, no, that's that's the that's the strap of uh, of uh, Flame Buster Mark II. Oh, that's the flame strap. Okay, that makes way more yeah. sense. I was like, that's a weird accessorization. <laughs> yeah. Then she has like the belt that's all fringe. Okay. That gotcha, she's wearing gotcha. on top of her uh, on top of her her hammer pants. Yes. That's what she's kind of tucked the sword into. Yeah, I do like I do like the this treasure that is not only like it's it's one third of the imperial treasures of Japan. It's also a a mystical artifact that will lead you to the Holy Grail, and it's just like just halfway tucked in there, like halfway tucked into the bra. <laughs> like if it's good enough for phones, it's good enough for a talisman. But it's an it's a mirror. It's it's awkward. I, it's impressive that she keeps it in there for the whole episode or for as long as she does. I feel like it would be very uncomfortable. Like at the very least, it's going to be a cold surface. Right. It's very cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, hey, what's up? I got a sweet new flamethrower that looks like a blender. This is way better than the flamethrower I had last time. And it's only been about three minutes since the last time you saw me so i'm not sure why i didn't just use this flamethrower to start with but whatever i have it now it's the fire buster 2 uh and she shoots out a bunch of fire at the scouts and i thought jordan i yes. thought this is it this is mercury's chance to shine yeah you <laughs> thought wrong they're surrounded by fire she throws around water mercury throws water and it just fucking nothing happens it's, yeah, I hate to admit that Ami is like utterly useless. <laughs> now and then after uh, you're absolutely right, and then after Ami does it, Ray goes. I know I'll fight fire with fire. Now, okay, Ray, I understand. <laughs> I understand your confusion. That's a very common phrase. Everybody yes. says it like it's a thing that makes sense. But let's think about this for one second. It doesn't make any fucking sense. She just makes the flames bigger. She just literally adds to the flames and they're like, nice job, asshole. I like that she was shocked about it, too. She's like, I can't believe throwing fire into fire just made it get bigger. There's just more fire. Unbelievable. Uh, UDL's like, yeah, uh, I guess you guys are just going to burn to death later and tries to peace out. But then... Yes. The hero of the show shows up. This is my favorite form of tuxedo mask, where he is just a chibi moon delivery system. <laughs> well, first of all, he smashes through a stained glass window. Let's bring your daughter to work day. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, first of all, he smashes through a stained glass window, which is a pretty sweet entrance. But then he, yeah, he whips open his cape to reveal Chibi clinging to him, him for dear life. 
He's not he's not holding her safe at all. No, he's not at all holding her. He's got his arms out to hold the cape out. She's just going <laughs> and then she throws out the Luna Ball. It, it uses the the new power Luna P extinguish. Oh, is that a thing? I I guess that makes I, sense. I but. mean, look, the Luna P is like the biggest like plot device in the show. It can literally be anything, <laughs> including like drugs. But like, I will say, if you think about the extinguished thing, you would kind you could kind of say to yourself, well, yeah. Her parents gave her this thing. <laughs> They're going to want to cover, like, the simple stuff, like, she accidentally sets everything on fire, and then she can put it out really easily with this Luna P. Uh, do her parents give it to her in the anime? Oh, no, I don't know. I guess I guess Pluto did, right? I think so. I know in the manga, Pluto makes it for her. Her weird she gets stalker it from somewhere. Her weird stalker aunt, who is in love with her father. Basically, yeah. You're talking about, talking, talking about her, her, her fourth mom? <laughs> It's her best mom. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about her soon. Chibi Yusa drops in, extinguishes the fire, and everybody's like, sweet. Uh, and, I, and I actually love this because, first of all, it means that Tuxedo Mask was like, okay, look, uh, time for a piggyback ride. I'm going to climb up the side of this giant cathedral that is out in the middle of the ocean on, like, a, an oil derrick. No, no. you're Chris, y- 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 come on. Let's let's go all out and imagine the best possible version of this. He like, I mean, I don't know, hang glided in and then jumped off the hang glider, right? I mean, come on, something really exciting. So like a Batman Arkham game, but where you're just doing dramatic entrances. There you go. <laughs> I would I would one million percent not play uh, Tuxedo Mask Arkham Asylum. No, Tuxedo don't, Mask. Don't even try it. Like a Juban sandbox where you just run around as Tuxedo Mask and break it, smash into places, throw one rose, and then leave? That would be the best. Yeah, you don't actually fight any villains, you just do the entrance. That game would actually be great because the, the whole thing would be like, everyone else around you is fighting all the time. And you're just like, huh, should I, should I jump on, on this one? Now, Sailor Moon. But it's all about, you're right, it's all about sneaking stealthily until you are, want to be noticed when you're standing on top of a lamppost or whatever. <laughs> X button jumps, circle button transforms, triangle button uh, is a rose throw, and then uh, and then the, the square button on your PlayStation 4 controller just says, now Sailor Moon. <laughs> That's the game. That's the whole game. Uh, so yeah, I, I, but I also kind of like that this makes sense because if you try to just walk into the church, you get shot forty-seven times. Yeah, so I, feel like, I feel like Mamoru has been there long enough to watch everything that has happened and gone. Well, I'm not doing that. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, checked the blueprints at the at the at the town hall at the records office. Hey, this is this has got a lot of traps. <laughs> oh boy, Marine Cathedral! What is happening here, folks? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Mamoru rolls up and uh Chibiusa puts out the flames and now Sailor Moon is free to and, and Mamoru also goes hey hurry after the talismans and it's like oh you don't wanna you, you're just gonna no. hang out here with these two unconscious women that's okay he's just going to watch them die he, he doesn't <laughs> help them at all he just observes their symptoms <laughs> He's very useful. What a, what a cool guy. 
What a cool guy whose name should be passed down to the next generation. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all true. So uh, UDL is pretty stoked. She's running away. And then the scouts are following her. But uh, she ends up gluing them to the floor with sticky ooze. Yeah, she suits sticky ooze out. Okay, and then here's the dramatic scene of what happens. They all get their feet stuck in the ooze and chibi also gets her feet stuck in the ooze and she's like freaking out about it and that makes her fall over and she gets her hands stuck in the ooze and she's trying to pull those out and she falls over worse and gets her face stuck in the ooze and that's how she suffocates to death and dies (laughs) (laughs) the end so weirdly enough the protagonist of the show is like just outside of the range of this ooze attack uh, funny okay, how yeah. that works out. She was. She had to talk to her, her very useful uh, uh, boyfriend for a minute. Uh huh. Yeah, they they're gonna stand over a bunch of dead people before walking into this comical scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah, th- this is and this is crazy because this is such a slapstick scene that like two people are like dying in the other room. <laughs> we didn't get, even get like a a funny here. Here's what's going up on the show. Uh, teaser it's but now it's like full-on slapstick because yep. usagi decides in uh what is maybe the worst visual representation of relying on your friends uh to literally <laughs> just hop from scout to scout stomping on their asses as she moves across the sticky ears. it's amazing come on admit it it's good teamwork <laughs> it stretches the definition of teamwork i think <laughs> they're a team and it works uh but <laughs> There's one other uh, one other important uh, person watching. I was I was gonna say Sailor Senshi, but I don't want to spoil it because we see uh, Satsuna Mayo uh, just in the rafters, like just chilling in her in her in her pencil skirt suit, like you do, just being like, huh, interesting. Like, hey, maybe maybe help. You don't hang out at rafters in your business casual. I do, well, I wear rafter casual. Which is like slightly okay. more dressy, as opposed to rafter formal, which involves a cape and uh, a mask and some roses. This is uh, there, well. There's a lot of. I mean, I have a lot of questions about why regarding this episode in general, but yeah, that is definitely one of them. Like, why come in your civilian clothes? Why not just transform? It, yeah, no, for the drama. Yeah, I, that's it. You gotta make a scene. That's it. Oh, Chris, you didn't mention you mentioned the giant blender on uh, on uh, on her back on what's her name's back on uh, Udeal's back. You didn't mention the the sign that she had to put telling her not to smoke around it. <laughs> Hilarious! This is the first time we could really see it, I think. But yeah, that she has because yeah, because that thing's full of napalm. <laughs> Usagi or Sailor Moon confronts Udeal, and she's and Udeal's like, hey. I can block your finishing move. It's literally the only thing you can do. So uh, sucks to be you, I guess. And she's correct because we get um, a moon spiral heart attack that doesn't play the music underneath yeah, it and is so weird. weird. Right? Yeah. Uh, so we see the moon spiral heart attack and she just like blows it away with the flamethrower. And I'm like, hey, did. And this is a question we're going to ask again in the next episode. Did no one think to just fight the sailor scouts with conventional weapons did no one think to just bring a gun and see what happens but no chris this i mean i i would love to crush your dreams that mercury is useless or is useful i mean completely but i assume there's some sort of 
magical or unusual properties to this flame. I mean, like, is there I, real water? Water would put out fire, generally speaking. I mean, I guess it could be not all fire. So there you go. Maybe it's like what? What kind of fires are you not supposed to put water on? Uh, like grease oil? fires. Okay, so this yeah, is like fire. a grease fire maker. I thought you threw flour on the grease fires, and I told that to Aiden. I was like, oh yeah, like if there's a grease fire, you throw flour on it. And Aiden was like, no. That's extremely flammable. It's salt. You can't just throw something that's a white powder on it. It's you got. It's got to be salt. And I was like, "Oh, good." So uh, I have come perilously close to burning down my home several times because of a lack oh, no. of knowledge. So I pass that on to you, the listener. See, the problem is they're going to totally remember the flower part by accident, aren't they? No, it's salt. Salt. Throw the salt <laughs> on the grease fires. Salt. Um, or, or no, just you like, know what? use a fire. Can I tincture. tell you something? So I just Googled how to put out a grease fire. According to Google, it's baking soda. Baking soda. Okay, so don't throw salt on it. Baking soda. You know what? Jake, cut this all together so it sounds like I'm not trying to get all of our listeners killed. If you could do that for me, buddy. I mean, apparently salt is another possibility, but the first one, I mean, obviously fire extinguisher is the best one. (laughs) Like, go for that first. But yeah, not water. It doesn't say don't put flour on it, but I mean, generally, why would you? So don't. <laughs> yeah, so so don't. The, the don't is the key part there. So anyway, uh, Moon Spiral Heart Attack happens, and it doesn't work. And Sailor Moon's just like, well, that's the one thing I do. And I think it would have been good if she would have like, like been like, well, hey, I also have Moon Tiara uh, action. That'll knock the shit out of your hand, so you can't use the... Like, you have weapons at your disposal. Or, or, Chris, or... She could have. She could have started crying. Exactly. Yes. That's what she should have done. (laughs) But we know that being a crybaby doesn't solve any problems. It's except all of the problems in this show that it literally 100% solves immediately. Uh, And anyway, that is our act break. Really? Boy, I wonder how the senshi are going to get out of this one. I don't know. I guess we'll never well, not know. by throwing flour on it. Yeah, d- do not. Baking soda. Baking soda. So wait, if they had baking soda, this would have been an easy episode? Is that what we're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, if, if it was uh, baking soda shine illusion? <laughs> shine that's, probably, baking soda illusion? <laughs> that's probably what Luna P did. This is just dump baking probably soda. Probably so. I guess if they if they put uh, like a thing of uh, baking soda into the diamond oven, then uh, Mars is fucked. so sailor business is uh supported by our listeners on patreon and if you would like to become a supporter if you enjoy the show and you want to kick back a little bit monetarily you can head over to patreon.com slash sailor business and chip in as little as a dollar a month to not only help us keep the show going but help us do more of the show's that we do. Uh, the Patreon supports the uh, chibi episodes that we have here on the show, the uh, mini episodes of Xeno Warrior Business, which are called Gabby episodes, uh, which we're going to be recording the first one of those probably, it's probably actually out now as you're listening to this, uh, if not soon. Uh, but you also get other things as well. Um, Jordan and Allison are going to be doing some more music for the show if we hit our next goal, which is $1,000 a month. Uh, at 12.50, I'm going to be doing uh, some streams of the Sailor Moon and Xena uh, video games, uh, the Sailor Moon Super NES games, including uh, both the side-scrolling beat-em-ups and uh, Sailor Moon Another Story, the the RPG. But we will also be doing the, the – there's a Xena Game Boy Color game that is I, – I played it for five minutes and it's almost unbearably bizarre. 
Uh, <laughs> and we're going to be doing some other cool stuff, like having James D'Amato run the Xena RPG for us. Uh, so yeah, head over to patreon.com slash sailor business and contribute. Uh, pins are on their way. Uh, I think they'll be, uh, as of this recording, they'll be with Jake, uh, pretty soon. And then on their way to you, uh, once they start getting to people, I am going to post the design, but it's, uh, it's tennis ball sailor moon and it's amazing. Shannon, did I show it to you? You did not. Oh, it's so good. Well, you'll have yours by Heroes Con, so so yeah. you can you can see it. I'm very excited. Uh, Katie Donnelly did the design, and uh, our good friend uh, uh, Mike from Proton Factories. Uh, you can check him out at Proton Factories. Uh, ProtonFactories.com. You can check him out if you if you do cons in the southeast. You've no doubt seen his booth, but he is really giving us the hookup on getting these pins printed up. So thanks to him as well. Uh, check out his stuff; it's great. Um, so Jordan, yes, I think we should thank our newest Patreon backers. I agree with you. Let's do it. We've only got a couple this week. Our first one is uh, Valerie Mott. Thank you, Valerie. We appreciate it. And we've got uh, one from Ryan. Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, so seriously, thank you to everyone who's uh, who's supporting us on on Patreon. It's super awesome. Uh, we love doing the show. We love doing the bonus episodes. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know how Jake feels about it. <laughs> I assume Jake loves it because he puts up with a lot of terrible uh, audio mishaps as we're going through the show. But but <laughs> I, uh, I I assume he likes it. I know Allison is a fan of doing these shows as well. So you said audio mishaps right as my neighbor started mowing his lawn. So I'm really hoping that's not being picked up by my microphone. I can't hear Just it. Barely. So hear okay, it good. We already answered some Twitter questions, <laughs> so I don't know what else we're gonna do here in the uh, in the act break segment. You guys, how you guys doing? You guys feeling good? I'm good. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should just get right back to the episode. I think so because we like we're in a very tense scene. But uh, yeah, Sailor Business uh, on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/SailorBusiness. Uh, it really does help us out if you if you kick in even a dollar. Uh, so if you do, thank you very much. Now back to the show. <laughs> So we're back, and uh, Sailor Moon has just literally given up. She tried one thing, it didn't work, she's done, and is now just on her knees about to be burned to death. Well, in her defense, she's also on her knees because that's how her attack ends. That is true. <laughs> she didn't yeah. She <laughs> didn't kneel down to, 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 to surrender. Yeah, but she kind of flops over. Uh, uh, yeah. like that, that is a very difficult, uh, difficult pose to maintain, if you've ever tried. Yeah. It is. Not that I did it the second I got that propaganda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not like I did it with just a hammer, the only uh, similar shaped item I have in the office. It's whatever. <laughs> so then, so then, Udeal is like, okay, Sailor Moon's defeated. Great. Now I will burn her alive. Oh, no, I can't. A smartly dressed woman just walked into the room. Just casually says stop and everyone stops. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody's like, oh, what a stylish lavender uh, suit with a big uh, a big bow on it and some uh, fetching green hair. And here's the funny part. Usagi, like when she walks in, Usagi goes, Satsuna Mayo? <laughs> like, calls her by her full name. She met her at the aquarium last episode, remember? Mm -hmm. And Yudiol quite rightly goes, who are you? Who is she? <laughs> At which point, Setsuna goes, uh, you deal. Why don't you hand over those talismans? And then we get the first ever 
uh, the first time we have ever seen a transformation sequence for Sailor Pluto. It's Pluto power makeup. Here we go. Yeah. And her transformation sequence is, it's, it, I think it's really similar to Haruka and Michiru's, but I really do like it. I think it's cool. I love it. It's so cool. Does she have more hair than Ray? I think she does. Yeah, she has the longest hair. More than more than Mina? Yep. I okay. think she has the longest hair. I her figure arts is of pain because of it. Well, because not <laughs> only does she have hair that is like down to her calves, like you know, Ray and, and Minako, she also has a bun. So she has enough for a bun and then hair that long. But I don't think I don't think it's the longest. I still think Usagi's is the longest. Oh sure. If you yeah, really want to get into it. Not counting Usagi, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. I have the third talisman, and she pops off the top of her scepter, the big key to time that she has, and the scepter that we have seen before, a year ago, in, in Sailor Moon R, that big jewel at the top of it, that's the jewel. That's the third talisman. It's been in front of us all along, except like only once like a year ago, but it's still, but still. <laughs> now, why, did, why does she have this uh, Kingdom Hearts key? Like, what? It's just the garnet rod. It's just what she uses. It's just what she's got. Okay. Yeah. And it is, uh, by the way, it is um, mentioned. It's we, we talked about this a lot last week, but it's going to be mentioned in the next episode. This is Sailor Pluto from the future. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. In the manga, this is when she kind of comes back from the dead because she dies at the end of the R in the manga, but that doesn't happen in the anime. So this was supposed to be like huge and dramatic. That's what we talked about last episode because because I, I was going. Well, hang on. If the version of her that died was from the future, why, then this should just this would just be the version of her from now when she's not dead. But apparently, no. This would have been this would have been her coming back from the dead anyway. Just to be confusing, when does so when does she get her powers? What do you mean? <laughs> well, we know that in the future she has her powers. Yeah, she never lost them. No, no I understand that. Sits, where when does Sitsunameo? <laughs> Get her powers. <laughs> yeah. When does she awaken as a Sailor Scout for right. the first At what time? Point does that happen? Her? I can only remember this from the manga in Crystal, but here she kind of, because she dies at the end of R, and then she's reborn and basically sent to the past, and she awakens as Setsuna um, Mio, and she just kind of gets her powers right away, so she doesn't have the whole, I'm searching for my power. She just shows up. She's like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. But- but, and I know how to do it. But that's but that's the version of her from the future sent back in time, you just said. So when did the version of her from the future originate? Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I get in it In the now. future, Sailor Moon from now is still around, but she's the queen. So where is the Sailor Pluto from now? Does she have powers or what? <laughs> Look... Sailor Scouts die and get reborn all the time in the manga. That timeline's just ruined. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So she holds up the uh, the jewel, and uh, the the mirror floats right out of Udell's bra. And, and you, like, I love Udell's reaction as it starts like moving around. Like she is she is very surprised. Uh, the sword floats out of her belt, and they all float over to. Uh, I was going to call her Satsuna, but she's Sailor Pluto now. Mm -hmm. Oh, and let's not forget her, her English dub name, Trista. Trista? Really? Oh, yes. I, forgot, I had forgotten that. Trista. Yeah, very random. Amara? Like, I get Michelle. Yeah, that's I the I don't one. get Amara and Trista. No. 
I mean, what would you? Okay, well, all right. Well, let's 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 put on our Deke dove hats, or our, our Cloverway dove hats, I guess. Michelle, we all agree. Got it. Nailed it. Michelle, Mishiru to Michelle. Easy, easy peasy. Haruka, what do you what do you what do you what do you got? Harriet, and she goes by Harry. Done. Nailed it. Yeah, it's it's like it's 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 masculine, like traditionally, but it's still like you know it's like a cool nickname. It gives them a reason, like when she shows up, to think she's a handsome boy. What do, what do you think, Shannon? You're on board for this? I think that works. Now, Setsuna, what do you got? Um, Sue? It's like Susan? <laughs> like, it's right there. <laughs> or Susanna, maybe? Yeah, Susanna? Sure. Like, I, uh, yeah. like th- these, these feel like those first draft names. These feel like Victoria and Blue. Oh, God. And all that. All that nonsense. So the, 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 the talismans are all floating in a little pyramid, or in a, in a triangle, I should say. Oh, and so then we cut back to Tuxedo Mask watching their dead bodies, <laughs> where all of a sudden <laughs> magic happens, and he is like, oh, what? And their bodies disappear. They appear behind their talismans, and magic reaction happens. The heart crystals come out of the talismans, go back into the scouts, making them alive again, or fine again, or whatever. And then beyond that, even the talismans go even further, and the the reaction between the three talismans produces the purity chalice. Uh, my favorite part of this is that uh, Sailor Venus was watching all this go down, like these mystical artifacts float and turn into crystals emerging, and like she like, and she goes like Minako goes. The talismans possess truly magical powers. No shit, Mina. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this your first day? Yeah. Oh, yes. My favorite part was when Mishiru, upon waking up with her heart returned, goes, oh, so no one had to be sacrificed. And it was like, yeah, assholes. <laughs> if only somebody had told you that shit. <gasps> well, to be clear, like, no, like... Why wasn't Setsuna involved in this from the start? <laughs> like, why so, all like, of it? Setsuna is the one who has the third one and like appears to know way more about it than anyone else, and yet she's like, "Yeah, this is Haruka and Mishiru's mission. Whatever." I sent I sent them back some bad dreams. I figured they could handle it. This is another thing where in the manga it kind of made a bit more sense because in the manga there was no going to find the talismans. Like when Haruka and Michiru show up, they have the sword and mirror and they know they're yeah. the talismans. Right. And then what? At, at some point, Pluto just shows up and is like, now it's time to make the Holy Grail or what? Yeah, because they were trying to not form the Holy Grail. So like evil people can't use it. But oh, then okay. they reach the point where they're like, all right, we need to form the Holy Grail so we can find the good person to use it. That makes so much more sense uh, than what they do here. Because in my notes, I have re- literally wrote. So like, why? Just why all of this? Because it just makes no... Why is there a Holy Grail that is contained within three talismans that are contained within hearts of pure people. Why? Why any of that? And I don't think the show ever answers it. Yeah, in the manga, the witches are looking for the Holy Grail and just also trying to find the people with the talismans because they know that will form the Holy Grail. Gotcha. So, like, they already know. They're like, oh, it's those guys. Let's just go find them. I mean, it's still a little weird, but it's not as weird as it is here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you had to get like 30 episodes out of it, so. Now it's time for a foot race. 
uh, because whoever like the the Holy Grail will either lead to the world being consumed by redness or to uh, the world being consumed by crystals, I guess. So uh, Sailor Moon and Yudi all run, and guess who wins? Uh, it's the person whose name is the title of the show. No, no, no. You hold on. There's so much more to discuss in this scene before you get to that. Is, is there? Is it going to yes. make any sense if we talk about it? Okay. No, but that's why we ahead. have to talk about it. Because first of all, Udiel just goes, oh, you know what? I'm just going to burn all the scouts alive. And for some reason, it does not burn all of the scouts alive. Like before, they were surrounded by a ring of fire that trapped them in a ring. Now they are just all burning. <laughs> and for some reason, do not burn. So first of all, there's yeah, that. There's no ring. It's just like they are in fire. Yeah, they're just they in are the fire. One million percent, like in a sea of flames. Um, oh, and Tuxedo Mask is here again somehow. I don't know how that happened. Now let's talk about the fact that yes, it does become a race—a fucking ten thousand mile race. There's a lot of running in this episode for people with like really crazy magical powers. They just chase each other a lot. I I wrote down that it is a Python-esque running scene, like in the Holy Grail, speaking of Holy Grails, because it's just like they keep fucking running. When we see the wide shot, there may be 50 yards from that grail, maximum, maximum. Sailor Moon is closer, but for some reason, they have to run for like five minutes to get to it. How big is this church? (laughs) It's absurd. It's, it's the Marine Cathedral. It's huge. It has it has two long death trap laden uh, hallways over cliffs. So uh, Sailor Moon grabs the the Holy Grail, the Purity Chalice. The flames just vanish, like they just kind of fade out, like they're on the holodeck or something. It's the the, the Holy Grail is full of uh, full of baking soda. Yeah, and then Usagi. This is my. This is the first time. This is Super Sailor Moon, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is the first time we see Usagi transform into Super Sailor Moon, and it's I love this transformation sequence. It's fucking bizarre. It's amazing. Usagi holds up the Holy Grail, which is a winged chalice with a moon on it. <laughs> There's a fucking moon on it. Just a heads up. I wonder who it goes to. Uh, she holds it up. It opens. Then Usagi emerges in an egg from within the chalice. And then <laughs> butterflies fly around her and change her outfit to Super Sailor Moon. Uh, and give her a second, uh, like the, the second brooch that she wears on her belt buckle now. Yep. And some, and some like, like two tails on her, on her ribbon. I guess her ribbon gets longer in the back. Yeah, she gets like a big, uh, ribbon on the back and she gets like little feathery epaulets kind of. Yes, and, and she also gets the uh, the little feathery things in her hair that she usually has when Naoko Takeuchi draws her. Right. Uh, yeah, she has those all the time in the manga. Chibiusa gets them too. It's it, it's time travel stuff. Don't worry about it. I guess. <laughs> yes. Don't you know barrettes make you more powerful? Can we talk what if and discuss what would have happened if Udeal had grabbed it? Would she have transformed into Super Udeal? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Exactly what that is, I, but I want that to be. I the don't case. know, but I also don't not know. <laughs> what? I think the Holy Grail does the thing where, like, you have to be like worthy of using it. So I think if Udeal had grabbed it, since she's just like a grunt, she might have not been able to use it. I don't know. Uh, only again, the only reason I, well, I don't know. I mean, the reason I'm I'm saying I don't know is because sh- the, the, the sh- I know I know things develop later and we learn more, but. As of right now, like they're very much making it sound like 
a good guy could get it or a bad guy could get it. And it's just a matter of who's holding it. And then obviously it will become a matter of can they handle it? But I mean, they're going to say in a moment, obviously Sailor Moon couldn't handle it. So I don't know. That's a toughie. There's an amazing drawing by a former Sailor Business guest, Erin uh, Gladstone, Eglads on Twitter, about how when she was a kid, she like just imagined what Sailor Moon's final form would be based on just how much just gets added to her uh, <laughs> to her costume every time that there's a new awakening, uh, and it's like oh. this great. She, it's a Sailor Moon with like five skirts on and like huge collar ruffles so that her head's just kind of poking out of it and a bunch of shit in her hair it's like really good it's a while back but uh Aaron, if you're listening and you want to repost it that would be super swell as a kid i had a um i had a folder that had super sailor moon on the front then eternal sailor moon on the back and since i hadn't gotten this far in the show like i was just going insane with this little folder and like i still have it somewhere and i was just like I can't wait till I get to these. These look so cool. <laughs> so we get Super Sailor Moon uh, and this genuinely amazing transformation. I do love the butterfly motif that's here because the whole Marine Cathedral is about butterflies and the Messiah is about butterflies. Yeah. And then UDL's like, fuck it, flamethrower time <laughs> and shoots fire <laughs> at Asagi, who like just blank eyed, no expression, just holds her hand up and like force pushes it all away. Uh, and sets Udiel on fire instead. Yeah, she, she blasts Udiel out a window of the tower, which, spoiler, does not kill her. But when I saw it, I was like, she just killed her. I mean, and I guess she kills them every episode, but like, not usually by throwing them out a window. <laughs> it just seemed more, more um, brutal than usual. All right, look. I like Sailor Moon a lot. I think I've proved that over the past uh, two and Bullshit. a half years. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe you at all. And like, okay, I believe you. You know, we specifically talked about how much I love this in, in Sailor Moon R, the movie. But I do think it's weird how every time Sailor Moon is like like gets a new super powerful form, that she... Uh, she kind of goes like glassy eyed and blank and like un unthinking, like she kind of goes into like an avatar state. But I feel like it really like she has no agency in this form. Like I would I would love it if Usagi was like giving a speech at this at this form, you know, sure. like talking about how she uh, like, you know, you can't take the precious dreams of the Marine Cathedral or whatever, instead of just being kind of like, you know, glassy eyed and blank. Yeah, and they always, I mean, they always have her tap into, like, the ancestry and the, you know, it's like, it's like she's become a different version of herself or, like, the wise version of herself or all those things. It's weird. Yeah. Avatar State. So, uh, oh, Yudiel goes know. flying out the window uh, in a fireball. Doesn't die. Uh, and then Uranus and Neptune ask what I consider to be a very stupid question. <laughs> Which is, hey, is Sailor Moon the messiah who's going to save us from the silence? And I'm like, well, the person standing next to you, who is a time traveler, is from the future and knows that in the future, Sailor Moon is the immortal god queen of the planet. Yep. So, I mean, it's a safe assumption. And they're like, nah, she's not the messiah. She gets tired all the time. They need more episodes. Well, she does. It takes it out of her. She, uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute, actually, because it doesn't go to that right away. First, we have to deal with the fate of Udil. Oh, yeah. 
who runs outside and jumps in her hatchback and drives off. And then uh, what happens, but her radio starts talking to her in the voice of Mehmet. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we catch a glimpse that shows us, does she have an 8-track player in her car? I think she might. Not 100% clear on that. At any rate, uh, Mehmet uh, tells her that she's disgraced them and that she needs to repent with her death. (laughs) I love Mehmet. Uh, Mehmet is great. She once again has scattered snails in the car and left a note that says, Death to the snail woman in the station wagon. And she's replaced. I think she also cuts the brakes. Yeah, the brake, the brake pedal is not connected. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> and it's been replaced with snails. Oh, that's amazing. It's pretty, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And then she drives off a cliff that looks like it's up a building. I, like I don't understand that part uh, entirely. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's it's the parking garage of Marine Cathedral, I guess. Or something. And then there's like the the thing from Amanda goes, Thanks for all your hard work, as UDL crashes into the ocean and drowns, I guess. Yeah, I don't understand the location. I just know that a woman was murdered. Yeah. Um, so okay. I went through a lot of feelings on this. First, uh goodbye, UDL, you were amazing. Uh more until we join you. Uh second, goodbye, Subaru Outback, you were amazing, more until we join you. Uh, third, wait a second, the Subaru Outback is 100% capable of driving underwater. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Uh, fourth, I have read so many comics that if I don't literally see a dead body, I just assume she's gonna come back. I just assume <laughs> she is on the way back at some point. Well, in good news, Mimet's amazing. She's my favorite of the Witches Five. Yeah, she's great. They don't usually show a lot of dead bodies on this show. Like, they have monsters get killed, but they don't show them okay very much you say that we fucking saw nephrite dissolve into glitter and ascend to heaven right 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 that, you see people that dis- turn into glitter that is dead, or turn dead. into dust well you're right i'm just saying you don't see a lot of corpses i'm pretty sure in the manga you see her die but yeah, okay. the manga is not afraid to show burning corpses sure i mean i'm not afraid of burning corpses are you not? I think I would be a little startled. <laughs> yeah. at the very least. In real life, I am. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, you should probably be a little concerned. <laughs> anyway, so then we cut back to Sailor Moon and we, we see, she, then she does actually collapse to her knees. The Super Sailor Moon fades back into regular Sailor Moon and you find out that that took like so much energy out of her. Uh, Darian has to catch her and, and go, oh my God, Sailor Moon. And that's when Uranus and Neptune are like, oh. Well, definitely not the Messiah. You tried it once and couldn't do it for more than like five seconds. Clearly you can't do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you did tap into the power of the Holy Grail and go into the Avatar state and save all of our lives and like cause fire to explode out of the window uh, and knock a person like 30 feet. Uh, But yeah, you're probably just some scrub ass. Yeah, not good enough. We need more. And then there's a long shot of of Chibiusa like... Messing with her new hair wings and just going, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. Oh, and we actually <laughs> forgot to mention something. Back when the uh, the the three avatars, nope, the three talismans, I mean, combined to form the Holy Grail, there was this random shot of a of a girl screaming on fire in her bedroom. Yeah, like you do. How do we forget that? <laughs> I wonder who that is. I wonder, I wonder yeah. who that is. Hmm, interesting. Hmm, hmm. I'm sure she's not important. The show is not over yet. 
So then we cut to uh, Professor Tomoe's laboratory, where the second of the now witches four uh, shows up. And this is Mimet. And we are going to talk a lot about Mimet and how fantastic she is next week. Yep. She's a uh, delight. She's amazing. <laughs> she's about 14. She's tiny. She is super tiny. She has huge glasses. Uh, and she just murdered a woman. <laughs> so heads up, everybody. Mimet's in the house. And she just, she always sounds so sweet with that high-pitched voice. Yes. I, yes, absolutely. So she shows up in Professor Tomoe's lab to say, good news, bad news situation. <laughs> good news is Holy Grail's been located. Bad news is Sailor Moon's got it. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's good news, good news. And he laughs. Ha, 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 ha. Here's why. If they were really able to do the shit that, they, that needs to get done with the Holy Grail... We would all be fucking dead and all the diamonds would be destroyed. So, obviously, they don't know what to do with that shit. Ha ha ha. We're awesome. Uh, yeah. And I think this is... Mehmet says it earlier in the show. Uh, like, she says that um, UDL is an embarrassment to the Deathbusters, which is five. Uh, which is, like, they just didn't stop doing... Like, they just didn't stop naming that team. <laughs> but I think it might be the first time we've really, like... Maybe once or twice before we've heard them call themselves the Deathbusters, but this is like, this is it now. Is that like Ghostbusters, but in reverse? Yes, it, they're reverse Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> I could go into it more of what it is in the manga and why they're named that, but I don't know what they use and don't use in the anime, to be honest, and how much of it would be a spoiler. I just want them to have the Ghostbusters symbol, but with a Grim Reaper in it. <laughs> That'd be adorable. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we have reached the end of the episode, and I feel like we learned a lot. Sure. So it's time for Sailor Business Says. This is where we talk about what we learned in each episode. And Shannon, we will start with you. What did you learn in this episode of Sailor Moon? Um, I learned if you get a cute new outfit, you can stop fire and almost murder a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn? I learned if there's anybody sick or dying... Definitely have someone watch that happen because you don't want to miss the moment that the life goes out of him. <laughs> Tuxedo Mask wants to breathe in that death rattle. <laughs> what a weirdo. Oh. How about you, Chris? Uh, I learned that uh, when you drive your Subaru out back <laughs> over to the Marine Cathedral to to try and murder everyone with a flamethrower and also death traps and steal like literally and figuratively like steal their hearts from them, uh, just like maybe lock the door or then when you get into the car afterwards, look down like like put your foot on the brake when you start your car. Don't just wait until you're driving away to check and make sure the the car is a hundred percent there. Isn't that what you do? You put your foot on the brake first. Like, that's like the first thing you do. Yeah, how was she parked? Did she not have to reverse? And if there's snails and a note down there, maybe see if the note is promising your death first. <laughs> <laughs> so always just check your car for death traps. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so uh, I like this episode a lot. Uh, it's, it's a shame to see you, Dion. It's always It's always a shame to see the villains go, because I, I, I like them so much. Uh, you know, Esmeralda never lived up to her potential. The Spectre sisters were great, and, and at least they got to stay around. I'm guessing UDL dead as hell, but uh, mourn you till we join you, UDL. You were great. Yeah, sorry. But Mimet is a great replacement. Oh, yeah, Mimet's Mimet my favorite of the Witches be... 5. Is she really? Yeah. 
Oh, she's so great. This was a good episode. I I I I like this episode. I mean, it's not like obviously these this episode and the previous episode are, you know, one of the first uh, one of the really big plot episodes that we've gotten in a while. And so it's not it's not my favorite of the plot episodes in general, but it's just a, a very good episode in general. Super Sailor Moon's my favorite form of Sailor Moon really? and like yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. I love it so much. Um, so I'm always happy when it shows up and when it showed up in Sailor Moon Crystal, the transformation was slightly different, but it was still really cool and pretty. She like poured water on her face <laughs> from the cup instead of hatching out of it. So it kind of made a tiny bit more sense. Sure. But like, I don't know. She just looks really pretty. So I'm always happy when she shows up. Love it. Yeah. Uh, overall, like I, I'm glad to be moving on from this plot line. Like, I, I feel like we both, Jordan thought, felt like the, uh, Oh, we got the pure heart. Oh, it's not a talisman. Okay, I guess you can go fucking die then. Who cares? Like, I feel like that plot kind of wore out its welcome. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad to be moving past it. I'm glad we now have, like, uh, eight scouts, more or less, on the same page about what oh, they yeah. should be doing. Yeah, Although yeah, Chris, that's going to be... Totally, totally. Because now that, now that Neptune, or now that, yeah, now that Neptune and Uranus have learned that they were 100% wrong for the entire first half of the season, completely <laughs> and utterly wrong, they will be very helpful and friendly and go along with the other scouts. It'll be great. Yeah, sure. That yeah, sounds right. Yeah. And now Pluto can exist and have a personality. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I'm sure that like when she sits down with everyone, everything will all be explained uh, next week. <laughs> so uh, I guess be here for that. Uh, but before we get out of here, uh, Shannon, can you let everyone know where they can find you and your fantastic art online? You can find me on Twitter at Shannon Maynard. My art blog is shannonmaynardart.tumblr.com. I have a store envy site that's shannonmaynardart.com dot storeenvy.com and i am also on a podcast called the cool kids table where we play rpgs which you can find on twitter at cktcast awesome i think i've heard of that before a little bit yeah i think you guys might have mentioned it once or twice uh, you know i might have just shortened the list for you yeah i feel like we mentioned it because our producer jj underscore mason on twitter jake mason works on that as well as long as well as uh pokemon world tour and pokemon world tour united and the morphin grid am i right about that Yes. Um, but you can also find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O, which is because that was the superhero I pretended to be when I was a kid. Also, Chris, is how that about you? really it? Is yeah, well, that it? With, is that the not, source of it? Yes, not the zero. It, his name was just Crackshot with an O. But then when I got on when I got on AOL, I went Crackshot with a zero for an O, and then I've used that a lot since then. Oh. Get so many origin stories here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the ISB, and you can find my website at the-isb.com. Uh, I've got a big month for comics coming out. Sword Quest is out now. Uh, Deadpool Bad Blood is a hardcover graphic novel out on May 17th. Uh, Ash vs. Army of Darkness will be out in June. And the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy annual number one uh, will also be out in June. Uh, I wrote that with my writing partner, Chad Bowers, who co-wrote all those other things. Uh, and Jordan is the editor. And uh, so if you like us, pick that up. It's going to have amazing art from uh, Danilo Beruth and uh, coloring by Tamara Bonvillain. It's going to be so awesome. I'm really excited about it. I think it's my favorite, one of my favorite things I've written for Marvel so far. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, go to your local comic shop and tell them you want those things and that will help us out. 
once again, you can hit the show up at Sailor Business or email the show sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Uh, if you want to help us out in other ways, you can always leave a rating or review on iTunes. That does help uh, people find the show, believe it or not. Or... Uh, the best advertising is word of mouth. So if you enjoy the show and you know someone who likes Sailor Moon and you want to share, uh, then just uh, just tell a friend that you enjoy the show and they should check it out. Pick a pick a good episode to start with. I don't know what that would be. Maybe episode one, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe the sure. Sailor Moon R movie episodes are, would be worth checking out too. We will be back next week with another episode, which is called "Who Is the True Messiah: <laughs> Chaos of Light and Darkness." <laughs> and until then. Keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.